What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the MCU Reviewed, our favorite new show here at the Geekiverse, and apparently one of your favorites in the community. We're so thankful that you're along for the ride on YouTube and wherever you stream your podcasts. Today, we're talking about a completely non-decisive, definitely everybody's on the same page movie about one Iron Man. Iron Man 3. How do you like this cover? I like this one a lot. That's huh? great. It's got some... I like nice... that. I like that. That is amazing art. Did you hear that? You said I like that talking about Iron Man 3. That is great. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, my cohorts here, Mr. John Fick, fellow Iron Man admirer. I, uh... And Rashawn Anderson. Yeah. Rashawn, if I'm not uh, mistaken, your your tone seems like you're not super stoked to be here today. Listen, man, I was having a good day, you know. I started work again today. We had we had the PS5 stuff. And then I had forgot oh, Iron Man 3. That's and right. Then, you, now I'm here. And now you're here to talk about just a wonderful, pretty good, solid movie. Here we are. So Iron Man 3. I make a prediction right now. Um, I think I kind of know where John stands. I definitely know where Rashawn stands, mostly. I, I just... But here's the prediction. Here's the prediction. We will all have different ideas of specifically where it should rank on this list. Okay. I think um, that would be the first time because I think at least two of us have always agreed specifically where something should be. That's true. But this would be the first one where I believe all three of us will, would have this different on our current list. Oh, cool. all right. I just think, I think I agree. I think I agree. Stay tuned. I do have to. So, mention, uh, I do have to mention big development. We got a new. We got a new beer glass for the MC reviewed. You got it. Oh my god. Got it. Look at that. John John and I have been getting the... Uh, John's been probably for a lot longer than me, but That's we've been awesome. getting the coolest beer glasses lately. I've been... John's got that. Yeah. We got some Animal Crossing, which was really cool. Um, I, He picked up Baby Yoda for me. That one is really cool. It's got like three different images on it. That's so, cool. Yeah, we're having fun with it. Uh, We're here to talk, though, about the MCU. Uh, no Dell today, unfortunately, but the show, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Fantastic. Fantastic is a division of 26 shirts. If you don't know them, go check them out. 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. What do they do? They sell shirts to help people in need. They sell awesome uh, geeky themed t-shirts, pop culture team uh, themed t-shirts on a week-to-week basis. Go check them out. Proceeds of every sale go to someone in need a family in need, a charity, someone fighting an illness, whether that's physical or mental. Some of the best people you'll ever find. We are super honored to even know them, uh, let alone call them our friends. So again, that's Fantastic, F-A-N-T-E-E-S-T-I-C. Check them out. One of us is almost always wearing their merchandise. We're not on this episode, but odds are you'll see it in a future one. So let's, uh, let's get to the show here, guys. I cannot wait to dive in. I've got a lot of notes here. But uh, we'll we'll kind of stick with our usual itinerary. Uh, first, give me your first relatively concise thoughts on your feelings on the movie. John, why don't we start with you? We want to start off on a positive note. No offense, Rashawn. I, I just love Iron Man 3. I don't get it. I don't understand where all of the hate comes from. Iron Man 3 is just more Iron Man. And it's so it's it's not even like just a good movie. It's a great movie. It's a very, very good movie. Iron Man 3 is very good. Iron Man 3 John, is very good. 
Like where you heard it here, folks. Where is the? I, I'm just trying to. I want to hear. I really do want to hear what you had to say, Rashawn. Because I'm looking. Like I'm just trying to find the criticism. I've seen this movie no. a bunch of times. I don't know where this big flaw that makes this like a legitimate bad movie. And I know you're like joking around, but like a movie that would ruin somebody's day to have to watch. Man, I love this movie. I've got ideas, but I'll tell you that I disagree with them. I want to hear what Rashawn has to say. I definitely want to hear his insight on this. Uh, John and I are in the minority on our feelings towards this movie. Most people would agree, I believe, with what we may hear from Rashawn. Uh, it's funny, every time I rewatch the the MCU, I probably like it a little bit more. Same. And, 100%. Uh, <laughs> and especially having that, like, that, uh, the, the completion of, of, Tony's story and stuff like that, but like just understanding a little bit more about his character, even just from a couple of different films after that, like I think it does so much for this film. I just, I just don't know where it falls apart for people. So, Rashawn, let's hear your thoughts on it. Give us your your feelings on it uh, without getting too ranty here, because we yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. to some other stuff. But tell us about it. Tell us, you know, if you don't like it. By the way, no spoilers. Uh, why it falls short. Yeah, so uh we've been waiting like six weeks for this, something like that. <laughs> um so my thing with Iron Man 3, okay, so here's the deal with this. Uh, do I think it is in comparison to like a bad movie, like just by movie standards, is it a bad movie? No. Uh I, I would not say that. And when I, when I get on Iron Man 3, I'm comparing it to the greatness and the excellence that the MCU has portrayed and pretty much, you know, full, full force. Uh, the thing with Iron Man 3 is the first 30 to 40 minutes for me is actually really good, in my opinion. Uh, I like the movie up until Tony's house gets bombed. From that moment, everything up until the final battle is completely and utterly unnecessary, almost pointless. And just boring. Yeah. I can't tell. You. I did actually. I actually didn't this time. But I fall. I religiously fall asleep on Iron Man three. Religiously. <laughs> so some of the parts of watching this, I'm like, oh, that happened. I forgot about that. Because <laughs> I religiously fall asleep. But this movie, man. Um, again, I, the first thirty to forty minutes. Again, I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. It takes. It takes a huge dip for me. Um, again, we're we're gonna get into specifics. Uh. And I think the final bat, once it once you get there, it it doesn't even get good again. It it gets tolerable for me. Uh I don't like the now some people may not call it this. I hate, especially as a comic book fan, uh like or OG comic book fan. I do not like the bait and switch with the Mandarin. That is garbage. It's I'm so, just gonna say it. That is I, garbage. Go go, John. I, I think you only I, I, the only time I can see somebody who would have that opinion and like understand why you'd have it is if you had a different expectation. So if you were, if you knew who the Mandarin was and you were a big Iron Man fan, you were excited for this villain. I guess I could see it, but for me, it's like it's the first time that's happened in the MCU. It's it's a, it's a cool twist. Like, Yo, what? We about to watch the trailer. This is the trailer that I'm thinking of that I remember it being really good. Like, <sighs> here's where I go with this. So I yeah. think this is probably the most contended point or, or the most uh, emphasized point when it comes to people not liking this movie it always comes back it feels like in my conversations to the mandarin i uh, i think as well as john didn't have really any preconceived notions about mandarin going into this other than seeing the trailer 
really didn't know too much about him. Um, when we got to that moment, honestly, first time seeing it in the theaters, I really enjoyed it, thought it was funny. And my thought was, okay, maybe after having seen that movie and going back and watching it, knowing what is about to happen, knowing that he really isn't anybody, I got to say, I still feel the level of dread and intensity every time they interrupt with a, one of those broadcasts. And even though his character is nothing more than really an actor within a movie, I still think it's super intense and super well done. Yeah, me and too. that twist never falls short for me. Even though I know that it's coming, of course, it never falls short for me. I agree I with you. I appreciate it all the more. I actually agree with what you just said. Not necessarily with the twist. The twist pissed me off. But to your point about uh, the character up until that point, and again, what we see in the trailer was great. Like He started off, like Shane Black, I, he started off great. I guess he got drunk one night and just got was like, oh, let me just write this in there and, and figure like that. He was that would have been that character that you're that you're talking about would have been a much better villain than what we ended up getting with with Guy Pierce. What that that was that. So was, you ah. so this sounds twofold, Rashawn. I no, I like digging this out here. So you you don't like Aldrich Killian in the, in this portrayal, plus mm -hmm. you don't like that Mandarin quickly became a joke essentially exactly both okay. villain, both well i can't say both villains because again the the act of what what we thought was manner technically isn't the villain um but yes the main villain with uh again with what, what's i don't even know his name yes him trash uh and then again the the what we thought the the actor what we thought we were going to get i thought was good the twist for that for me, uh, is uh, is is I don't like. Here's it. here's what I'll say to the the first even the first time watching this movie, I felt like the Mandarin's portrayal was so like bland and so straightforward. Like the head of a terrorist organization, no no color to it. I knew something was coming, and that and that's what kind of like made me enjoy it. I knew something was coming because it was just so bland. It was just so like this guy just hates the U.S. and he's making terrorist videos. Why is this a comic book villain? What? Uh, uh, all right, something. There's something more here. There's a reason they started this movie with Aldrich Killian in the elevator. That's gonna come back to this, and I know that. So like the twist, like was still exciting for me. I didn't expect it to be that way, but I never expected the Mandarin in his trailer form, in in the the, the quips we got. I never ex expected that to be the the main battle. I didn't expect Tony Stark to go up against the, the Mandarin. I knew something was up. It was just I thought it was I thought it was painted crystal clear that something was gonna be up. I well, never saw that coming. Well, I'll real quick, and a thing I do like about the movie, oh, Rashawn likes something about Iron Man 3. Yeah. Oh. Um, one thing I do like is, well, I, I kind of like, I like the premise, but again, the execution even is kind of suspect for me. I love the premise of, I always give the MCU credit for being very real, like as fantastical as it ends up getting especially early phase two or uh up until pretty much guardians honestly every movie up until about guardians of the galaxy it's it, they feel very real in their own ways i love that we were gonna that we got tony stark dealing with ptsd from uh from avengers like i love that like that is awesome like you think of these superheroes as gods essentially but seeing a very human struggle and a very real struggle that would probably happen to somebody if that was in a real situation. That's awesome. And I loved that 
premise going into it. Some again, some parts I'm like, okay, like I, I like the execution. There are other parts where I'm like, I don't think they handled that the best way. Um, again, obviously we'll dive into some stuff as we as we get into it. I really liked that aspect of it. Um, and I always do give the MCU props and Iron Man 3 props for that. And I do love the seeds that we get. And you guys know what I'm talking about. The seeds that we get for uh, that we didn't know at the time for Civil War. That is awesome. Like when you go back and watch Civil War adds to this movie a little bit. This movie got a little better for me. I remember when I first watched Civil War uh, and then going back and watching this. And again, even a little bit, obviously, after, uh, you know, Endgame and Infinity War, too. Got a little bit better, not tremendously, a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. Hey, we'll take it. So the movie uh, came out just about a year after the Avengers, this monumental event in cinema, in bringing all these fans to the theater for the first time, uh, such as as myself for a superhero a collaboration like that. Uh, May third, twenty thirteen, I believe. Uh, John, you want to run through some of the pretty nice box office numbers that this did yeah uh we did 1.2 billion in the box office a billion so falling just short of avengers at 1.5 billion uh iron man 3 did 1.2 for for a movie with one superhero in it pretty good especially for 2013 uh yeah for sure you combine the tidal wave of coming off of Avengers and Robert Downey Jr., you combine two plus two equals four. Yeah. This movie was going to do amazing. And the fact that it's a great movie yeah. just holds up. It just cemented it further into history, for sure. Um, you guys, well, <laughs> I can't even take so I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, Rashawn and John, yeah. do we want to queue up the trailer? Yeah. Yes, I'm actually I'm most interested in this trailer out of any trailer we've watched. Not that the other ones I wasn't, but this one, because I remember this being good if this is the one I'm thinking of. Okay. It matches the movie. That's wonderful. Exactly. Okay. Cool. You guys got it up? Yeah. Yep. Alright, feel free to go ahead and play it. Got a lot of apologies to make. Nothing's been the same since New York. They experience things, and then they're over. I can't sleep. And when I do, I have nightmares. Honestly, there's a hundred people who want to kill me. I hope I can protect the one thing I can't live without.
Man, I just want to watch it again. I, just, I want to watch the movie again. That's what I'm saying. I just want to watch that movie again. I just there's just so much good in there. Um, and I guess I'm just gonna go back to that point where Sean was just talking about. Like I watched that trailer, and for me, like that, I I, I don't remember if I I'm sure I saw the trailer before this movie came out, but I don't remember my reaction. To me, that's a boring boring villain, and I'm glad that it changed. Like that, it's just I'm getting this this generic terrorist who just wants to kill Tony Stark because he's a superhero. There's no roots there. There's nothing creative about it. We, he's, he has no roots in the MCU. There's nothing. Just I don't know. I think I think that people's biggest gripe with the movie and that twist and switching over, I, I think, is one of my favorite parts about it. Rashawn, you you like the trailer, right? I love that trailer. That trailer is better than the movie. That's the tone I get from that, the whole movie. Like I literally just watched that trailer, and it just feels like I literally the whole time I felt during that movie. I think that's the thing that this movie nails is tone. Like it's just so. I don't know. Iron Man is in a spot he never has been before. He, he's desperate. He has PTSD. He's in the snow, which is awesome. <laughs> so if you can uh, na- put, I could describe Iron Man three in many ways. And if you could choose one word to to describe it tonally after seeing the movie and looking back at that trailer, what is that word you would choose to describe it? For me, it's dark. Even though I think it's hilarious and it's got its moments all throughout that are kind of this roller coaster, I think it's actually pretty dark. What would you guys say if you had one word to describe it? Yeah, I think I might agree with you. I was going to go towards like a, a darker, maybe like even like a blue type movie. Like dark seems like it might be a little too one te- one step too far for what I'd uh, describe it as, but like just blue. I mean, Tony is just in a, a different spot and it's very obvious. And that's the tone that that movie carried the whole whole way through for me. Rashawn. The only word that I can think of is mediocre. I can't deny what, what my heart feels, but I just the only thing I can think of is mediocre. It it just it for me it doesn't hit. I I wish it did. It's not like I want to hate the. I wish it hit the points that you guys are talking about for me. Yeah, it, I just don't get that when I watch. I, again, it's a it's a snooze fest. Again, we 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 won't beat the dead horse too much, but the the bait and switch. And to your point about how you thought the. Uh, the the actor was going to be like what we got with that was going to be boring. What is the, I keep forgetting his name, but what, what is that? What we got? What is that? Yeah. That was not entertaining. Killian. Me. I don't Killian. think, I, I certainly I, don't think Killian's one of the, the best villains. I think he's very, very middle of the road, but I, I, I remember liking that they kind of went out there a little bit in terms of comic book villains and were giving us some very comic booky stuff. Uh, the one thing I did think was too far and I eye rolled was when he breathed fire. I did not like that. I thought that was one step too far when he actually literally breathed fire. Loved, loved Rhodey's line after. Oh, you breathe fire. Okay. Like that, that was great. Great timing, great comedy, but that's your thing. No, I, I, yeah, that's your thing. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I wish, I wish they didn't go that far with it, but the fact that they could, you know, use this extremis and get themselves all hot and cut through the armor and stuff like that. I thought it was cool, and I remember being like, "Okay, they're they're doing it. They're going. This is a grounded universe, but they're getting a little weird with it. We're going comic booky. I liked it." And the thing, and another the Pepper Potts thing at the end that goes nowhere. She has this cool moment, and then it just it doesn't go anywhere. Hmm. I just. I mean, it further just... cements that Pepper Potts is just a trash character. But I mean, I didn't think that was anything different than I've seen from her and for the rest of the movies. <laughs> 
I mean, we get to see her in the the armor in Endgame, for what it's worth. And yeah. I mean, how much did you really want right. from it? I guess I don't know. Uh, well, the, I, but why is it like I would ask Shane Black why? What like I, I mean, why bo- to- like why bother? If people like John think she's a trash character, and obviously, I give credit for them for mapping a lot of the things. I don't even think I don't know if they had paid and Endgame Pepper Potts is going to be an Iron Man. So, no. but it, it just doesn't need. It doesn't need to be to, there. To me, it makes a lot of sense. I don't think that, like, I never for a second thought that they were setting up her as a character that was going to have any kind of powers. I think it, I don't know, it just made perfect sense. They were doing this experiment on her. No, I, I like, didn't I did either. And that's kind of my point. Like, who was that scene for? Her, I mean, her character for Tony's redemption. I mean, they, I, I mean, I guess none of us probably thought that she was actually dead, but like the fact that she was being pumped in with Extremis makes sense that she would survive it and have some powers. Like, yeah, never, didn't miss for me. I mean, even they say it in the movie that basically they gave him a reason to want to pursue them, right? Like by kidnapping her. So they kind of come out right with that, I I think. Yes, the motivation that Tony got from that, of course. It's just, I know it sounds small, but these small things add up. Just why did that, why, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. So if it's not, if it's for her character, you can't say that that scene was for her character because it went nowhere. And then if it was put in there just as like, like, I just don't understand why that was in the movie. I guess I just don't it doesn't see do anything and it doesn't, and it doesn't further the MC. Like anytime in the MC, when there's something like that, a little hint or a little flash, there's always a payoff for that character later on. There's no payoff or reasoning for that. It's just, Hey, Shane Black just woke up one day. Oh, I think Pepper would be cool doing this. Let's have her do it. I don't know. I think it served Why? the plot of this movie. Uh, I don't know the way it was supposed to. I think it was written specifically <clears throat> for this movie, and it you know it was a small moment, but it worked, and it, it was the it was the end of the final battle. I, I don't know. I don't know. It kind of put a bow on this trilogy, if you will, and it was relatively self-contained. Um, how many? I wonder if they knew this was going to be the last Iron Man when they. Oh yeah. They had, there, there's always been rumors that they tried to start it out with John Favreau again, but it's never. I I mean the I think I, the the fi- the the out the, the final monologue that Tony has I think just the tone of the the tone of the movie in general the theme of the movie that it's about moving past what he's built up and has become toxic to right. him. I feel like it was pretty clear that this was supposed to be the last Iron Man. I mean it's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Someone could ask for another one and someone would have written a check, but felt like it was supposed to be the last right. Iron Man. I think from a contractual standpoint that was clear. Um, and yeah. then they, they wanted to leave themselves enough room because they had these massive movie deals, right? Seven, eight, nine films. Um, and they probably wanted to leave that open and not run an Iron Man 4, but leave room for the Avengers movies that were going to come after. And not to mention him coming into Civil War as yeah. prominently as he did. So that definitely all played into it. Hey, we can only use him four more times. How do we want to use him? Do we want to do another solo movie or build him up here? I think that, you know, in my my head, that all came in, into play. I mean, granted, I would have loved another Iron Man movie. Who, you know, who wouldn't? Another uh, thing for me that that gets me about this movie, well, I guess one of my notes too, is that everything having to do with uh, what was that kid's name? The the I Harvey. forget his name. Harley, Harvey, Harley, one of the two. Yeah. Also, don't he, know. I don't. He he doesn't do anything for me. I like even him. when he showed up in end, even when he showed up in Endgame, I'm like. There's a reason why no one knew who that kid was. I feel who like he was almost the first. I know this was ahead of the game, and it wasn't um, behind was, the scenes yet. But I feel yeah. like there was still a foreshadowing to what uh, Spider-Man was going to be for him. See um, and see whether that intentional rel- or not. 
I think it was unintentional. Like, I think when people say that, that's a reach, but that works to this movie's detriment because I see what Tony is like with a, a child figure, like, you know, like, because, you know, Peter Parker's yeah, obviously a high school kid. I don't know how old this kid was supposed to be. He's obviously younger than high school, I would believe. Um, but yeah, I see I, that I dynamic. Cool. And maybe just because Tom Holland's a, a great actor, maybe that's part of it. Um, and maybe because I know it's Spider-Man, not just some random kid. But I see that dynamic, and it works. It's, it's good. This one is kind of just like another one of those things where I won't say, like, why is this in the movie? Because it's clear why it's in the movie. Um, I won't go that far because I've seen some people say, like, oh, why is it even in the movie? Like, I get it. But it's just, again, from an execution standpoint, from a writing standpoint, that that relationship does nothing for me. I was, one of my original complaints was short term. It didn't, again, it did nothing like that didn't really do much post Iron Man 3. But in fairness to them, they got stuff going with, with Spider-Man and Peter Parker. So I won't, that's not necessarily a negative I'll have, but just for context of this movie, their relationship is another one that does nothing for me. Once he lands in that snow, that's when I start. That's when the 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 eyes start getting heavy, Man. and it's tough to stay awake. Tennessee is my <laughs> favorite part of the movie. Everything that happens in Tennessee, the the tone, the I'm a big fan of scenery. I love I love the snow vibe that you're very used to. Uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man in Malibu, California, or in the Middle East, sand and sunny. Thought it was very very cool. Fit this movie very well. And I love that relationship, man. I think it is so cool. I, I I just I love their little quips back and forth. I thought he was great. His name his name is uh, Ty Simpkins. I just looked it up. It was uh, Harley Keener. Man, I really like that character. I, I just not much for me to say. I just I, I like everything in this movie for the most part. <laughs> and I've seen that. I've seen that kid in other stuff. By the way, he's not a bad actor by any means. So that's another reason I'm like I just again maybe it was the writing for me. I just, again, whatever John said, I feel the opposite. Clearly. I feel like everything in this movie, uh, especially the things we're complaining about with Pepper and then uh, with Harley, actually all tie back to the growth of the character for Tony Stark, whether that's just one step on his journey um, or just how he like views people close to him. I think that all plays a, a factor. Um, we all saw this in theaters, right? I, I imagine. Yep. Uh, we we're well entrenched at this point. Mm-hmm. So this was probably the first one where it was like a family outing for us. Like my whole family and, and you know friends would go to movies from here on out in the, the MCU. This was one that we could not wait for post Avengers. Um, overall, how many times do you think you, you guys would estimate that you've seen this movie? I mean, north of 10 for sure. In completion. Dozens. Yeah, I'm easily it, there. Yeah, dozens if it counts just tossing it out of the background. For me, it would have to be between five and seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this. This is where my numbers are dropping a, a little bit. <clears throat> I might have it on in the background when I'm uh, editing walking carpet. Yeah. Um, I think there's gonna be a nice uh, conversation that may possibly stems from this. Uh, I do have some notes that I want to get to. I'm I'm sure you guys will as well. But favorite non-title character slash performance in this. Uh, does anyone want to go first on this? Sure. I'll go first. Harley. <laughs> thought he was awesome. Uh, I loved everything in in, uh, in Tennessee. I thought that that dynamic was great. Really cool to see the way Tony needed him, like the way he was dependent on somebody who was a child. Uh, just the relationship, and I don't know. I I, I thought that was uh, the standout for me. Rashawn, who who you got? 
if you, you could gotta, find it in your you, heart. You, gotta, likes you, you see, I'm not even exaggerating. You got to come back to me. Give me like two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I um, I this may be the surprising. So I, I really enjoyed Harley. I may have gone with that, but for the sake of switching it up, I really liked uh, Ben Kingsley as uh, as Trevor, aka the Mandarin. Uh, so we did at one point have someone in the Geekiverse named Trevor. Uh, Trevor White. Hopefully you're doing well uh, watching in or listening to this. And we nicknamed him the Mandarin, if for no other reason than his name was Trevor. <laughs> so um, I love the 180 we see from a performance standpoint. So from Ben funny. Kingsley. How intense he can be. How in, uh, just stone-faced he can be as the master, right? And when it is discovered that he is nothing more than a, a, a cra- basically a crackhead actor that needed help, uh, I lose my mind every single time. When he falls asleep, when he's being basically interrogated by them, he dozes off. I, I It never fails that I laugh. So funny. I think so much of that sequence is so funny. Did he just fall asleep? Like, that's... It's priceless. He just picks right I back up in mid-sentence. <laughs> and... He screams when the uh, he's watching the soccer yeah, game. Yeah, they're holding guns. Chanting Ole. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That part. Love, that part is funny. I'll, I'll admit uh, him, <laughs> even like at a, a smaller humor level. Like he's like, I would not go in that bathroom for twenty minutes. When the <laughs> girls yeah. are shooed yes. out, they go in there and they start oh, freaking out. They're like, yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I, I, I uh, yeah. I'm with I you love there. That role. Um big fan of that that performance as well. One thing I wanted to mention while we're on uh, other characters, this was the first time that I realized that in the opening scene, Yinsen was at the party that Tony was at. Yinsen from Iron Man 1. This is the first time you saw this? That's the first time that I noticed that. It? Yep. I've never noticed that before. Oh. Yeah. Never realized that that was Yinsen cuz I, I definitely remember that that line that uh, that Yinsen says to Tony when they first met that we met before and they mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, yep. I don't remember. You wouldn't. You were drunk." I had no idea that that happened right at the beginning of this movie until literally last night when I watched it and finished it this morning. <laughs> Can you believe all the characters that they tied back? Like Yenton, um, that one, um, the one guy that appears in, in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming that like worked for Stark that gets yelled at by uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Those really, wow. really minute yeah. secondary characters that they bring. I love that. Yeah. I it's. It's yeah, so awesome. About that. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of that. Yeah, far like from home. They, 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 uh, far from home. Yes, I said homecoming. Um, I think they they did a really nice job with that all the way throughout the MCU. Uh, Rashawn, what do you got? You got anyone or um, no? Um, yeah, I have one. This is, and I had to pull strings here. Uh, <laughs> I love. He doesn't get enough credit for the work he did before. Obviously, he got a. I would say a legit character, but man, Paul Bettany's voice as Jarvis is. Amazing. I that man did so a lot of uh he made Jarvis for me at least so oh, you know oh, Rashawn, I, I, uh, spoiler, whatever. I lost you guys for a second. Oh, uh, you guys did a little hiccup. Oh, okay. Recording is still good, don't have to stop or anything like that. Nothing is broken, but uh right as you started talking about Jarvis, you froze. Okay, so you want me to just start from there? If you yeah, just start talking about Jarvis again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just start. I'll start from the top. Yep. Um, 
So yeah, I would say my character is, uh, you know, it's like uh, trying to find a needle in the haystack to find <laughs> good characters in this movie. Um, but uh, I, I would say I will, I will give credit to someone that's kind of underrated. I'll give credit to Paul Bettany, man. Paul Bettany's voice as Jarvis um, throughout Iron Man one, two, and you know, still three in Avengers, um, everything. Uh, I love him as Jarvis. He made Jarvis feel like a character despite him just being an AI. You know, obviously we get more with Paul Bettany later on, um, but this was his last full movie as as the Jarvis character, like a full, like just Jarvis from start to finish. Um, so I, I always respect his voice and the fact that, yeah, he made Jarvis feel like a character despite it could just be an afterthought. But you hear that, that voice pop up, you know, in Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 are like, oh yeah, Paul Bettany. And yep. then, you know, yeah. it's, it's perfect. It's like, <laughs> it's got like that perfect, like Butler tone, but there's also that, that sarcastic, yes. like, I'm not, I'm, I'm working for you, but I'm also like, I, I know what's going on here. Like, very, yes, very good. hundred percent. Yeah. He, uh, that's a great way to put it, Rashawn. Like he, he really made that self, made himself into a character before even like being in the flesh as we get in uh, age of Ultron. And, and honestly, maybe that's a reason why they let him continue on with that. They could have easily put anybody else in that role later on as, as vision. They could have easily like just, Oh, whatever. His voice is different and it's a different actor. Like, I think that shows a lot about Paul Benny leading up to that moment too. Yeah. It's, um, that's a really good character uh, to pick there. And I, I can't wait to, to see WandaVision as soon as we get yes. that, you know, explore that character more uh, alongside Scarlet Witch. Um, before we get to kind of the quote unquote, that moment, that moment that sticks with you or maybe a line or two from the movie. Um, I do want to go through some of the, the bullet points that I had just my own, my own personal notes, unless either of you want to go first on yours. If you have them. All you. Okay. Uh, that was pretty much it for me. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a few things we already mentioned. It's funny. The first bullet point I put Yinsen exclamation point. Um, Happy's mullet. I think that's hysterical to so see uh, 1999 John Favreau. <laughs> John Favreau in this movie, despite not being really the guy behind it with Shane Black being there, um, it's a really good iteration of Happy Hogan. He's great. I love um, the whole security thing that he's got this kind of like fake job. It's really a job, but it was almost to like make him happy, happy yeah. right? <laughs> um, so the the forehead of security line is my favorite. It's so just good. how he. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how to flip the screen. It's like he's talking to his son, who's just like flip the screen. Not a tech that exchange. <laughs> all of that is great i love that he makes people wear badges and he always does this right he just yeah. the, the little tap right <laughs> at his chest at the end of the movie when he's looking at the nurse he's like checking for her badge it's <laughs> so good what great acting that is yeah self-awareness i love john favreau yeah. he's got his eyes closed and he's he's like looking he's still kind of looking at her like he's hitting yep. at her where's like, the badge oh my gosh yeah. Man, John Favreau is so underappreciated, I feel like, when it comes to the MCU in general. Now we get to see his genius on uh, Mandalorian with a new season on the way. Uh, it's just, it, I'm such a fan of his. Me too. He's, uh, he's so charismatic. Um, that song, so John described the movie as blue, right? That's that's how the movie starts. Yes. As, uh, we flash back to 1999. I love it. Just set the tone perfectly. Now. Yeah. It really did. Um, Tony says, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, quote, I'm, well, you know who I am. Kind of referencing the I'm Iron Man quote, uh, which, of course, has some clout later on, not just in the MCU, but in this movie we'll get to. 
Um, I think he says I am Iron Patriot after talking to to Rhodey for the first time. Is but he's kind of like making fun of it. Like yeah. I am Iron Patriot. Well, they're at the bar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was Iron Patriot. The dealing with post-traumatic stress of the Avengers. I put that it begins to humanize our heroes. And we all really kind of, everyone had their favorite after Avengers, I think. Like you had maybe that one superhero of that group of the original six that you maybe gravitated towards. But with Iron Man 3 and some of the movies we saw after, it really did a really nice job of humanizing these characters and making us, it basically, it, it had a stranglehold on our hearts after this, leading all the way through Infinity War and Endgame. Because we don't have those emotional ties if we don't have these phase two movies, I think. So we see Iron Man struggling deeply with what he just went through. In the way, like John mentions him in Tennessee, in the snow, like he has that panic attack. All of that, kudos to Robert Downey Jr., feels very, very real to the point where you almost like got to get a hold of your own breath. Yeah. Right? Like he's, he's struggling. And he still finds and, an opportunity to, to build comedy into that when he's talking to the kid. Like he still has those little quips like, you didn't mention New York and then you just spoke it, like literally just said it. Like just yeah. those, those back and forth, like really funny. But, you know, still a very and serious moment. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how I would imagine that he would react that way. Like, it was to a T. It was just perfect. To kind of further that thread, we see what happens to Thor throughout the years, losing everybody that's close to him, especially as we get towards Endgame. He's dealing with that with his his weight, right? Like, he's given up. He's become a drunk. That is a very serious thing, and it's addressed. Um, Captain America losing... Peggy Carter, like everyone's lost someone special to them. He lost someone that was arguably the most special to him, and he's got to live throughout that. And that is his purpose throughout just about everything that that he does to to getting to the end of Avengers Endgame. Um, Bruce Banner as the Hulk to continue this point on admits in the Avengers that he tried to commit suicide. These are very serious topics, and they they tackle them in a respectful way. But again, it makes all of them very human. Hawkeye, again, just to finish out with the, the first six Avengers here, has his family, loses them and loses everything and becomes Ronan as we get to uh, Infinity War. And then Black Widow, which I cannot wait to get back into theaters for come November to see more of her kind of in-between story between her origin and the end of, of Endgame. Um, we know very well from Age of Ultron some of the issues that she went through. Um, in, in really dark times before she became an Avenger, before she got this job, right? So I think this kind of was the start of all of it. And I really think that Marvel did all of it in a very tasteful way uh, that maybe other franchises have not done. That's a great point, man. All great points. Uh, you know, despite what I feel about this movie and even the next movie uh, on our list, like phase two for me, I would definitely, yeah, I, I've, I've always had those feelings like, you know, just again, despite me not liking this movie as a whole, like, again, humanizing Tony Stark. Thor Dark World humanizes Thor as much as you can humanize a god. Same thing with uh, Winter Soldier. And again, technically, Age of Ultron is still a phase two movie. It's just the last one in phase two. Um, that does a good job of humanizing Black Widow. I um, mean, even without the Black Widow uh, character, we'll talk more about that when we get to that movie. Um, and again, the points that you made about Hawk are valid. Like, I think phase two, like when you look at it, 
you know, a little less than half of it is kind of a waste of time, in my opinion. Uh, but when you articulate it like that, though, yes, like we cared about these characters so much. We cared about them before in phase one. I think the love for the characters, like phase one for me was excitement. Phase two, despite there's some rocky moments in there, I think that's where the love of the characters was formed because of what you articulated about every character got humanized and okay, these aren't just gods on a pedestal. They have weaknesses, they have families, they have X, Y, and Z. And now how do they overcome these empire strike back moments, if you will, going into phase three and obviously to, to close it out, you know, with, with, with Engen. That's, that's an amazing point, Joe. I, I've always thought those things that you said, but I never thought of like, like this, is like the humanizing arc, if, if you will, you know, it's probably a terrible name for it, but that's what it does. I think for phase two. <clears throat> Thanks man. I appreciate that. And I like phase two is like growth, right? Like we got the super excitement of, we got most of their origins out of the way and the Avengers, which was like at what we thought the time was peak excitement for a superhero movie. Little did we know what we'd be getting with infinity war and <laughs> then on a new level with Endgame. But that's why, I think we love all these characters to death. And that's why people were crying at the end of infinity war. And again, yeah. at Endgame, it was all just so beautiful uh, storytelling at its finest to me. Um, we talked about the Mandarin and, and the twist uh, back in the restaurant. I almost I spit my drink out last night. Cause I forgot the line. Tony uh, Stark says, I loved you in a Christmas story, by the way, to the, the little boy that's there. <laughs> So that was, that like, yeah, I'll give I give up. That was the one that is one piece of dialogue between them. I like that was funny. If you've ever seen Christmas story, you probably don't know what he's talking about, but if you've seen it, yeah, yeah, like everyone, even if you haven't seen the movie, you know, just so and that is such a Tony Stark joke, too. I give the writing team credit for that. That is a, a, a true Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark. There's some other jokes in here that were like, uh, you're doing too much, but that was a true to life. No matter what phase of the MCU you're in, he would have said that to him. Regard that's that's hilarious. I wouldn't be surprised if that was almost ad libbed. Um, it, yes. It's just how hysterical he is. Um, that's one of my favorite lines. Uh, I mentioned the panic attacks already. I don't know. So I always tie these back to video games, just because that's you know we love video games, the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so John, I don't know if you know this, but they're uh, Aldrich Killian in uh, the video game Lego the Avengers is voiced by Greg Miller. Oh, okay. Of, uh, kind of oh, funny. Wow. Awesome. I know he's so, done stuff for the Lego games before, but I did not know he did that. That's cool. That was his first uh, video game voiceover. And cool. uh, I remember playing it, not knowing that. And I was like, it's so you play through the movies basically. And uh, it's a, it's a, a boss fight in a Lego game. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, that voice sounds super familiar. I bet you, and sure, you know, sure enough, I looked it up, and it was Greg Miller. Uh, so I, that's pretty cool. awesome. Shout out Greg Miller, first comic book, pick it up, Joker, 80th anniversary. Awesome, awesome stuff. Gee. Um, Tony, I, so I know uh, we've got mixed feelings on Tony and Pepper uh, in general, but I felt like they had some really nice uh, exchanges in this movie like very well grounded their relationship was past the point of that flirt flirtatious intro that we saw in the the first few movies and it felt like it was it was deeper than uh it had been 
Yeah. This is the first movie besides Avengers where they're, you know, the first Iron Man movie that they're legitimately in the relationship. It was always a build towards that in the first two and with, with the flirtiness. But this one, it's a legitimate, like, yeah, it's a legitimate, right. you know, love affair between them. I love the uh, the balance that, like, we get to see between, like, her running the company, him doing his PTSD, like, going through his PTSD, uh, like, and then still trying to find time for that relationship. That's I think that is the best part about the, that. I think the best part of the Tony and Pepper relationship comes in Iron Man 3 for sure. I think uh, this exchange that I'm referring to as well is when she comes home and Tony sends one of his uh, suits yeah. to basically talk to her and greet her. Um, and it's funny when he mentions, kind of accuses her of like kind of sort of flirting with Aldrich Killian. And I love when the suit just looks at her. So like good. it's kind of just, yeah, like it's lost its connection to Tony and just was like, what? Yeah. Um, that whole sequence I actually think is great, especially when Tony right afterwards, this is big growth for him, admits that he's a piping hot mess and then he needs her and the way his voice is and the breathing again, just amazing acting there by RDJ. Yes. Um, my, I put uh, Chinese theater in LA. I only put that in there because we actually got to visit it when the Geekiverse went to LA for E3. Uh, I know it's a very famous uh, site, but it was really cool to be able to, to walk right there. Um, the my heart drops every single time when Stark gives out his address to the media and basically uh has this moment of vulnerability and that that insecurity and he says basically I just decided you died and he's puffing out his chest right and he's he gives his home address. Oh yeah, I get goosebumps even talking about it. That is a dark moment in the movie for me. It is. And you can even tell him in the way he delivers that, that even he knows that he's bitten off more than he can chew. Like he knows that like, I'm going down a path that I, I wasn't sure that I was ready for. And we're all in right now, I guess. The doorbell it, goes off and he, he goes, <laughs> we're still, we're still, still ding, at dong. ding dong. Come on. I just, <laughs> I just gave my address to a terrorist. <laughs> well, the thing too is, and I, I referenced this early uh, to start the episode as one of the things I, I truly do like about this movie and that Civil War enhanced this is that you get those things right there are the seeds to his position of how he feels, whether that be, and not just Civil War, I throw Age of Ultron in there too, because in my opinion, and we'll get to this with those movies, Civil War is just Avengers 2.5. That's really, if we're being honest, that's what that movie is. If you watch them consecutively, they there's a connective tissue there. Uh, but you see Tony's stance on that, and even though this is a, something he articulated, again, humanizing these characters, you know, he realizes that the threats up there are much bigger than what one man or even a team of people can do. And in moments like this, again, he's he has PTSD from from the first Avengers, from a battle in New York, from a bunch of, you know, drones, aliens that were there. They, those weren't anything super crazy compared to some of the things that the Avengers have fought, fight later on, um, killer robots and all these other things, advanced beings. Um, so, you know, his position is basically like, listen, like, what if we're going through something to where, okay, sure, we have each other, but what if we're going through things that we can't be to the best of the ability, a best of our ability? And then you even see that at the end, um, very similar to what we get a little bit at Age of Ultron, Tony's fully AI-controlled suits. Again, that was kind of a precursor, little did we know at that time to what he was trying to do in Age of Ultron, a suit of armor around the world. 
the this movie and to its credit gives you all that all that context in my opinion yeah i'm with you on that um is this a christmas movie heck yeah it is hell no yeah it is absolutely it is there's christmas music there's snow there's a tree there's presents there's christmas story reference absolutely agreed (laughs) <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not i'm not i'm not gonna fight y'all with that one we just gonna move on and go to the next <laughs> that's, a, that's a pick your battles bullet point right it, there it is but i'll be honest like joking aside it's a christmas movie, but, but joke, joking aside like when i when it's christmas time i do like feel like i want to watch this movie it just same it happens i don't know it's the most christmasy of the mcu but like it yeah it's not a christmas christmas movie, movie. <laughs> so uh the crime scene recreation that we see tony stark doing just a small point here kind of reminded me of my time in the video game heavy rain uh with uh how you they basically were able to look at things and rewind and um place certain uh heat signatures thought that was cool mm-hmm. um we mentioned harley keener already i gotta say i did not know he was the one person i didn't know when i was watching Endgame the first time that that was him i had to look it up after the movie i was like who is that Everyone else I, I knew, but uh, for some reason I could not peg him. Uh, Shane Black actually said that he represents in this movie the the ghost of Christmas past. So that kind of answers the whole Christmas thing right there. I guess so. Um, the score in, in more video game stuff here reminds me uh, of Spider-Man PS4's musical score. Listen to the, the, the main strings... Uh, musical number that that you hear when spider-man jumps off like a a skyscraper and that is kind of similar to the main theme that we hear here in iron man just similar it's coincidental um the okay my favorite lines so uh quotes you walked right into this one i've dated hotter chicks than you i love it when uh tony stark is facing off with that uh that one inflamed girl he says uh oh uh, she says a cheap trick and a cheesy one-liner, and he says, "Sweetheart, that could have been the name of my autobiography." <laughs> <laughs> like that a lot. Like pink Tony Stark. Yeah. Uh, he also says to Pepper, "You're in a relationship with me. Everything will never be okay." Yeah, that's good. Pretty classic. Uh, I put that this is one of the funniest movies in the MCU, and I think to date of all the movies we've seen so far, it's the funniest. Oh, so far, and it's probably because I love Tony Stark. I, yeah, I think Iron, uh, Iron Man. I think Avengers no, comes Man close. Two. I think this is better. I think this funny. is funnier than Iron Man two by a long shot. But I think that uh, Avengers is close. I think they're both like right there so far, at least. I'd agree with that for sure. And I tried to, I tried to think of it last night, and we'll have to save this conversation. But I was like, to me, like Thor Ragnarok stands out, and then Guardians, and I, I think this is kind of in that conversation. But again, we'll we'll circle back. Um, let's see here. Oh, I said I, it was cool seeing Tony wreck people outside of his armor. So as he's kind of like breaking into that uh, facility towards the middle of the game to where he thinks he's, um, I think saving. <laughs> yeah, and that was kind of like a a spy thriller section, yeah. and uh, it was tongue in cheek. I think I liked it. It showed that Tony is, you know, at his heart, like they keep you know pushing that message in this movie. He is a mechanic. He, he fixes stuff. He creates things. So. Let's go into Home Depot. Let's let's buy some stuff and let's make our own little uh, makeshift suit to get this job done. It's cool. 
That's right. And he's more he shows that he's more than just the suit, which you know Cap brings up in Avengers. Yeah. He was the equalizer before the equalizer actually came out. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that I with have. Denzel Washington. I like that movie. And he basically kills people in a Home Depot, basically. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um so the guy that Tony Stark calls Ponytail Express is the same actor that uh is killed in Iron Man two by Ivan Banco in prison. Oh, just okay. a little tidbit. Oh, that's the double? Um Yep, exactly. The uh, I love the I I feel like people might think this is really cheesy, but I still like it. I like the rescue scene when everybody is flying out of the airplane, like jettisoned to fall to their death. Yeah, I like how they kind of do the barrel monkeys thing. I don't know. I, I find that entertaining and a little bit, a little bit triumphant. That put you know to it to that scene's credit. That was a good scene. That shows like. You know, again, this stuff is obviously all fake, but that kind of puts Iron Man in a unique position. Like, what if a plane exploded or something happened, and all these people are all over the place? How do you save them? You know, I love when I love when comic book movies do that. Like, answer like questions that you've always had or never thought to ask. Like, oh, that's how they he would handle that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, two last points. Uh, Trevor on the red carpet as he's uh, being escorted to prison, and he. <laughs> He says he's in handcuffs. Oh, good to see you. Thanks for coming out. Like it's hysterical. Um, and then I did not know this, but I I was reading up on the movie uh two nights ago, and Shane Black uh, said at the end of the movie when he says I am Iron Man, which we know to be a, of course a very famous line for a number of reasons. He was supposed to originally say I am Tony Stark, but they changed it. Kind of interesting. Uh, so, because one of the premise of the the movie was, does the man make the suit or does the suit make the man? So they were trying to find this, I guess, you know, singularity almost. Uh, so, I, oh, I really thing I don't, you know, another thing I don't like before before you go too far, the ending almost almost means nothing as well. He blew up all of his suits cool. in this grand conquest, and and and, and while watching it, we knew that wasn't going to be the case. But it was, we knew he was going to come. It back was very clear. He he specific he specifically says it's time to slim down, and he specifically says it's time to start over. It's the it's the clean slate protocol. It is not I'm giving up Iron Man. That's my that's my least favorite criticism when people say like the ending has no consequences. He still has suits. How come he still has suits? He blew them all up. He very specifically says it's time to slim down on, on what I've been doing. He was addicted to making these suits. It was a, a literal problem, a way to cope with his PTSD. And he specifically says clean slate, specifically says that he's going to slim down on these. There was never a point where anybody was ever supposed to believe that he was done being Iron Man. Like, I've heard people bring that up too. Like, I just, I, I, that's the one complaint that I don't, I, I can't even rationalize because that's just not the message. I just don't see that. Okay, you know what? Um... I'll give you that one. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you that one. I'll admit that. I'll. I'll give you that one because I never bothered reading into that. I was just too busy focused on what I was seeing. Normally, I try to read into stuff sometimes too much. That one, I just took it at face value. Like, oh my god! And then, obviously, Age of Ultron. The first thing you see is this man in the damn suit. So I'll, I'll give you that one, John. Rashawn, John's right on that. On that one point. Fair play, Rashawn. Rashawn, you you are a gem. Yeah, first time in two months. I can admit when I'm wrong. Not very often. Yeah, I'm not wrong often, <laughs> but, you know, I'll give you that one. <laughs> uh, Stan Lee's appearance, uh, very, very small. He plays a, a judge at a, a beauty pageant. Um, and then the post-credit scenes. Um, Just one, right? 
Yeah, just one. Just uh, the banner. Yeah. We get the. I, like I I think that is is a really really good one. Yeah, uh, cool. it ranks high on my list. I love that he falls asleep and he's like, "I'm not that kind of doctor." Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah that, where I realized that he was telling the story yeah. to him the whole time. You Somewhere, know? Uh, 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 elevator in Switzerland or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, that's a really good one. I think. Same. Um. Any, any any notes that we didn't cover before we get on to that moment? Uh, no. All right. So um, what is that moment of the movie for you? Is there any one moment or any one line that kind of grips you, uh, is most memorable to you? I don't know if anything comes to mind. John, why don't we start with you if you've got one or two? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's even just a small thing. It's not, it's not like thematic for the movie. It's not a big moment, but something I just really enjoyed to see like, oh, that could happen. And especially the way he's tinkering with these suits and how intrinsic they are to who he is when the suit attacks Pepper when he's having a nightmare was one of those things like, oh my God, he can subconsciously control this suit. And that is super dangerous. That is super bad for the relationship. Like, and that's, that's where he's at right now. Uh, that moment always sticks out with me. It's almost like a horror movie. Like he's having this, uh, th- this nightmare. Yes. Then all of a sudden, like sh- there's just an Iron Man suit hovering over Pepper. That mo- that moment always gets me like, man, this is, uh, like you said, this is dark. Can you imagine waking up to that? Like I would freak the f out yeah. that is especially when, especially when tony's still laying next to you <laughs> like wait what yeah, yeah that's i i that's a great moment john i i love when he wakes up and kind of realizes what's going on i love that he also shows that he can like yeah. basically destroy the armor or, little... or disassemble it yeah and the, yeah. And the way he starts I, to like I, ranting like oh this shouldn't happen it's a bug or whatever i'm gonna fix it I'm, like he's very panicky i didn't like her reaction to that like he like the scene prior he had just like admitted he's going through ptsd and like he's been keeping this from her and his first slip up or his first like issue she just goes and sleeps on the couch like i don't think that's a great yeah move. i don't like that either that bothered me i think also like it's first of all it's not very supportive yeah of like his partner and second of all my thought with all of that is I would want to stay as close to him as possible because Make if sure it were to happen again, like she's dead. Yeah. Right. Like it's going to tear a limb off or something crazy. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's a, a weird one yeah. too. I agree with that, John. Uh, Rashad, I, we know you don't love the movie. Anything that you enjoyed, particularly one moment, anything like that. In terms of the moment, I would say one thing that's always uh, funny and, and, and cool to see, cause I think the, the action sequence is pretty cool um, that we get from it. I love when the media is asking him the questions in the beginning about uh, the Mandarin or whatnot, or the or the the terror the terrorist, uh, and then um, he's he gives out his address. He's like, all right, he, like he does he does that tough guy thing that that a lot of people do. Like this is th- something I'm doing really. Yeah, all right, you want to you do blah 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 blah. Here's my address, and and in your head you're doing that. This person ain't gonna thousand do nothing to me. What you what what are you gonna do? I'll give you my address. I don't care. And then this dude actually came to his house and blew blew it up. <laughs> well, he didn't go there, but you get my point. He actually did something yeah. about it. And I and I that whole uh, choreography with everything, just again, whether the explosions and him trying to defend as much as he can, um, especially coming after he's saying he's trying to protect Pepper. Pepper's trying to do all these things. I can't protect you from out there. He's think he's thinking about again. He's going crazy. He's thinking about all these things. Um, and and again, all of that. I would say from that moment where he he plays like that uh, social media tough guy to to his you know his Malibu house demise or whatever uh, that that was a pretty cool 
ex- exchanges and sequences. <laughs> it's intense. And uh, I mentioned a lot of times how uh, RDJ made me lose my breath because he's having these panic attacks. He's, he's breathing real quick. I struggle when he's underwater there because I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to drown. Um, and then his suit kind of saves him, which is is nice. Um, I think uh, I mentioned pretty much all of the moments that I really enjoyed in the movie and thought were funny or, or important lines or moments. Um, there's one kind of that I, I forgot until I was watching last night, but there's a moment when they're at the oil refinery or in that shipyard and uh, Tony and Rhodey are next to each other and Rhodey basically wants him to look ahead and Tony gets up real quick and gets back down. Too he fast. goes, what do you see? He's like, I went too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, too fast. Uh, it was hysterical. I, I and love then he, he tells that, Rhodey, yeah. he, he says like he can't, hit something from a certain distance and Rhodey just goes and shoots it and looks at him. (laughs) Like those guys had really, really nice chemistry. And this, this was a a nice point to all of that. The conversation about the, like the ammo He's like, do you have any ammo? I'm all out. He's like, they're not universal. I don't have one for that clip. It's like, I know you got ammo. And there's like, it doesn't fit that gun. What do you like? It it shows that like, (laughs) is, is, you know, you know, is, is war, uh, is war torn as Iron Man is, but he does that all in a suit and he doesn't really know what a, you know, a regular gun's all about. Right, because you see it in the movies, right? Like they never run out of ammo, or they always have a, a clip to refill. So he yeah. just kind of thinking that is kind of hilariously naive. Um, all right, guys, I I think we're we're almost to that that point here. We're gonna we're gonna rank these in a moment. I'm really excited to see where this goes. We do want to give uh, another just quick shout out. Fantastic is the presenting sponsor of the show, as well as the entire series, the MCU Reviewed. They do wonderful things uh, for people, especially in the Western New York area, which is where the Geekiverse is located. Uh, so go to 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. Check out their different brands. But with Fantastic specifically, they sell pop culture themed t-shirts and hoodies. Um, and actually uh, onesies from time to time as well. Uh, get your hands on those. Every purchase uh, sees a large percentage of that going to a person in need, a family in need, uh, an organization in need, a charity, someone that uh, is in dire need of that. 26 Shirts has raised over $750,000 to date since their inception. We want to help them get to a million uh, because that money is going directly to those aforementioned individuals. So. We think uh, we're going to get into some rankings here. As I made a prediction early in the show, uh, I think this is the first one where all three of us would have this specifically ranked differently. Um, what I'd like you to do, if you're watching or listening, go to facebook.com slash the Geekiverse or hit us up on Twitter and give us your rankings, just like Elida did. So uh, her rankings as it stands now are Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man 2, and The Incredible Hulk. Notably, yes. she's, got a, a, yes. she's got a space between Iron Man 2 and Hulk. Uh, so be like Elida. Go uh, like, comment, and share on that. John, Over I'm going uh, to... Those are yours to a T, Rashad? mine to a T. Sis has taste. Elida, you know how to rank the MCU. I mean, it's nice. It's wrong, but it's it's nice. It's a ranking. And we we love Elida. It's... We 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 love uh, Rashawn too. But that's not the point here. Yeah. You know? John, I'm going to pass it off to you. I thought you were going to say that's just not right. I didn't think you were going to say that's not the point. I thought no. you were going to say, but that's just not right. I mean, it's certainly not the <laughs> ranking that we've all come to agree upon together. 
with uh, depending on the day, I would, I would flip flop Iron Man two and Thor, but I think more times than not. Gosh. I mean, I think this is a pretty flawless system, and we all obviously agree that the ranking is the way it is. Everyone can see it now. The current uh, ranking for the MC reviewed, we have the Avengers number one, Iron Man at number two, Iron Man two at number three, Captain America the First Avenger at number four, Thor at five, The Incredible Hulk six. So we're yeah. sitting pretty there, Rashawn. Regardless of your other ranking, that is the ranking now. Where would you put Iron Man 3 in that ranking? And for, for our, for our rankings, it's not better than Cap. So, so you would put it behind Iron Cap Man 2? Uh, yes. Okay, so between Cap wait, and Iron Man 2. Wait, no, you said it's not better than Cap. Wait, didn't you say go... Oh, you, oh, you said Hulk. it's not better than Cap. Sorry, I thought you said it's better yeah. than Cap. My bad. So, no so way, which no would way. have Cap, Iron Man 3, Thor, Hulk? Right. Yep. Yeah. That's what he would have. Yeah, he would. He would have Cap at four. He would have Iron Man three at five. Then Thor. Then Hulk. That's what you would have. Uh, no, bump, bump. That Thor is better than Iron Man three. Oh my then god. And then, then you can leave it above it's Iron Man. It's kind of irrelevant. Above, above that's, Hulk. Oh, it is. I, I just wanted to, to get a starting point. You think Thor is better than Iron Man three? The first yep. Thor movie. It's yep. good. Like it's good. We had fun with it, but like it's not Iron Man, dude. Like that. Man, I and it's definitely not Iron Man three. Depending on the day, I'm being nice. I it might be worse than the Incredible Hulk. Dude, it might be. I this, this, I this last watch watched for this last watch for the Hulk kind of took it down a little a, a few notches because it's kind of just it's kind of just there. But what? Uh, depending on the day that you ask me, I would probably say it's worse. I'm for starting sure. to. It might it might be the worst. It, it is probably it's the worst. Scope and wash your mouth out. I am man. legitimately right. starting to question your taste and if I respect your opinions anymore. The Incredible Hulk is a, a borderline bad movie. Like I, there is not much I enjoy in that movie when I sit down and watch it. Iron Man three is worse than that. You're insane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So John, I think the first three is really good. Let's just figure out how high Iron Man three can fly. Here. Exactly. It, it comes down to us. Rashawn starts it at. I'm just gonna ignore the. I'm the, apparently. I'm apparently the Mandarin. I'm ugh, the Mandarin. I'm gonna ignore the. You are because you're a clown. Exactly. Right, go go one by one, John. Let's yeah. let's do it. So I'm gonna ignore the Incredible Hulk because that's not true. It's not how he really feels. He's just riled up right now. Do you think it's be- <laughs> do you, Josiah? Do you think it's better than Thor? I do. As do I. Captain America. Yep. As well. Oh Iron Man God. two. Yep. So do I. Do you think it's better than Iron Man one? I do. What? No. 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 This I is. Do. I don't. Joe's like, you gonna make me walk out of my room right now. See? I'm just gonna have to turn. I'm gonna have to turn this off. Wow. Do it. You wait a minute. I my prediction was correct. It was correct. I think it's. Yeah. You realize that at the time of release. I understand that this was the second best grossing movie of the MCU. That does it's not mean the that it's the second movie in the MCU to date. Wow. So. I just so everyone knows, I would not put it above Avengers in case you were wondering, but I would have this is I would have Iron Man three, two, and one. But again, oh, you would put two over. I forgot about that. I would, yeah, I love all the Iron Man movies. I'm not saying that as you think the worst Iron Man is the worst Iron Man, yes, which is saying a lot. Wow, it is because I love it. All right, well, you don't win. And that argument, because I, I don't agree that Iron Man 3 is better than Iron Man 1. I will tell you after this rewatch, it's the closest it's ever been in my mind. Did I think about it? Sure See, did. When we do this sure next did. time, <laughs> I think I'm going to get John there. You so might. really, all I did was I was I served as a plot device to help John get Iron Man 3 where he wanted it on this list. Exactly. That's it. So That's the only purpose of me on I'm the sorry, show. Wait, I was just so distraught and 
in another world based on what I, joe said you, where where are we putting where did you where's your thing, so John? I, I topped out after iron man 2 i think iron man 3 is better than 2 i like it a lot better uh so my so the official ranking for the mcu reviewed since we didn't agree after that is number one avengers number two iron man number three iron man three number four iron man two number five captain america the first avenger number six thor number seven the incredible hulk Guys, so, what did I tell you? I told you this was the week. This was the one that it would get interesting. So this we'll have a little is, bit of a downer next week, but you know this this was pretty good. I'm snap, telling you right Rashawn, now. I, yeah, Rashawn, there you go. Yeah, three this, snaps. Would you, Rashawn? So you you would have, yeah, absolutely. Use it. Use a snap. Your snap. Wait, so I would have to. Your it snap. would have to be. Uh, I'm sorry. I keep. I gotta get these in front of me. So it would go if if you won. Yes. It would drop below Iron Man 2. That's as far as it can fall. Yeah, yes, you, John? You would flip 2 and 3 right now. If you if that's what you wanted, if you if you think we're crazy for putting Iron Man 3 ahead ahead of Iron Man 2, yeah. Then you use a snap. Cuz in my opinion, yeah, each Iron Man movie gets worse as you go along. Yeah, I'm yeah. You're using a snap. snap. We got I'm one. Snapping. We, we got, got the first snap. This is blasphemous. This is this is some highway robbery, and this is what I was waiting for. I knew that's why I didn't use it on cap because I knew I knew this one was going to be a highway now, robbery. I and gotta say, that I gotta come on here and look at this man. Look at this man, Joseph. I thought John Vick was bad. This man came on here. I can't say live television on a on a on a pre-recorded show and said that Iron Man three at the time of 2013 was the second best movie in the mcu it ahead is. of the first iron man ahead of captain america yeah. oh yeah and those are the two oh, that definitely. i'm really passionate about oh, I, again thor fine take mind, it or leave it call in- take it or leave it but this this is this is this is some this is some high this is some criminal stuff rashawn if you're gonna I'll use you a snap right i gotta actually see a snap my friend or else it doesn't count i, I I did. I, I did it like five times. Got Let's it, go. Got it. Well, I needed to sync up all three actually, so he's gonna get it as low as he possibly can. They're all gone. So, Rashawn, I think you've got actually a really good shot at this because John and oh, I are I in the minority. I'm in insane. the vast minority in where I rank it. Yeah, this is um, insane. I, I get hate for it all the time. Like people get mad at me for it, and I don't care. I love it. I'll tell you this right now: Iron Man three. So I can see the argument when we get to the Iron Man movies. That's fine toss them all in a blender you go where you want with them they're not better than avengers they're all different levels of of where i have them uh it's definitively better than incredible hulk and thor and i will double definitively say it's better than captain america the first avenger me too oh my God. i think i think it's just like the the three iron man movies i think stand in a league above incredible hulk thor and captain america i just think that 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 trilogy just as a whole there's just so much in there there's just so much wait 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 a minute wait a minute i know we're technically not here yet maybe this is if you want to save this for later that's fine you do not have to answer because i already blew up once are y'all are y'all guys trying to say that this is the best trilogy within the mcu avengers don't count avengers doesn't count Solo movies. Trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. The easily. best trilogy yeah. by far. Easily. Uh, not easily. Okay. No, hang it's on. not easily. Cap's good. But Cap, I'll, I'll Cap one, it brings it down a lot for me. If, if we would say that the Captain America trilogy is better. That's really all boring. I'm saying is Iron Man really makes that possible because of Civil War. That's Just saying. true, but it doesn't. So it's a fair. win-win. 
All right. Oh, so, it's, it's totally fair. So, I'm, I, so we're using a snap right now. So if Rashawn's got yeah. the snap, it's gone. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the tweet out there now. I'm doing a seven day poll. We get one week okay. for people to vote on this. Now, get on Twitter. Which movie is better? Is is what I'm putting. I have a poll. Iron Man two, Iron Man three. I'm going to do hashtag MCU, hashtag Iron Man, hashtag Iron Man two and three. I'm gonna give you three hashtags. Do we want to do seven days? I know this is a logistics thing, but I'm only asking because do we? What if we record the next episode before seven days is up? Do I was we gonna, care. I was going no? to say that we had to make sure we do the the next episode at okay. least Thursday or beyond, so we could do it for we, we could. We can we can make it we less if you five want. Days. We can just do my my okay. opinion. If if Rashawn's yeah. cool with it, because yeah, this, five this five days. Cap, yeah, that's fine. I we'll, would say five days. Yeah, that's fine. That, okay, we'll make it the new standard. It is the yeah. standard. This is the first one, so they will always yeah. be five days. Yeah, that's fine. Just five just days. to make sure, five no matter days, what, yeah. we record the next one after this poll has come to an end. Fair yeah, enough. That's fine. Oh my gosh! So we are our first nap. You're gonna want to inter- interact with this. Tweet it. Tag whoever you want. Try to get some famous yeah. people involved if you want to get this thing going. But the tweet. This is insane. Listen, this I've t- been largely absent from Twitter. I am going to be on Twitter campaigning yep. the opposite way. And you know what? Actually, maybe I won't. Maybe I don't want to call attention to this because I think that the majority will agree with Rashawn. Yeah. So I'm gonna find a way to bury this. I mean, you you have, you have the login. You can just delete the poll. <laughs> I, that's what I was going to say next, but that's so fun. No, it's not. I, I, this is great. Fair. I'm excited. Which movie is better? Hashtag MCU. Hashtag Iron Man. Hashtag Iron Man 2. Hashtag Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2. Poll options. Rashawn, make it happen, man. Boom. Tweet This is your time. To this is, yeah, this is, I'm not worried about it. This is getting changed. I'm just... I have to look at you now for how many more weeks and know <laughs> that, you th- that, that you thought up until 2013, May 2013, that... Yeah. Iron Man three was the second best movie in the MCU, and to this point, oh, it's still and, the best and so. But Iron Man because no one, no one thinks it's better than Avengers. You think that this was the best solo movie in the MCU at the time? Yeah, I don't think it's that crazy. I really don't. I don't either. We gonna find. We gonna find out. I think there's just a there's there's a clear gap in quality once you get into the Iron Man stuff as opposed to Captain America, Thor, and Hulk. And these I think, were next level. These were AAA, and the other ones were. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything I, else. I think they were B tier. I think there's three levels right now. Well, maybe four levels. There's Hulk. There's Thor, Captain America. They share a level. I think Iron Man shares a level of its own, and then Avengers has its own level. You got four different tiers. Avengers right now. raised the roof. It 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 broke the barrier. That was it. And I think every Avengers movie did that. And I've got some things to say about that with the, the cat movies as we get to them. But guys, that was, that was good. That's, that's just what we were hoping for. This is great. I, you know what? I think next week's just going to be as divisive. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Not, next next week. Uh, what are we watching not, next, next week? Next week. I think it's going to be easy. I you know think what? We have an off week. It's uh, it's going to be really easy guys. You uh, that is what we're watching. Oh, that is sweet. Ooh. I did because at that time, it's like when we what we talked about on Geek Scott Game, where at the beginning of a console generation, you release games that you may not do well mid cycle. That's what Thor: Dark World is to me. Sure. It was early enough in the MCU where I was like, sure. I like this. Here we are today. Now, to be fair, uh, Thor: Dark World. Uh, going into this rewatch, I have only seen this movie once. I've only seen Thor: Dark World one time. That was last year in my my MCU rewatch up to Avengers. That was my first time watching it last year. I remember being bored enough where I was super distracted, and I probably missed a lot because I really was distracted. Um, so we'll see if my opinion changes at all. I remember being so stoked about it because we were finally getting Loki again. I say finally. Um, yeah, but, but that Avengers showing was pretty pretty good. 
It was. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, if you're keeping up with us, you got about a week. Uh, well, you have a week to exactly. watch Thor The Dark World. I'm sorry, but you got to be authentic. You got to do this with us. All of us are actually watching Thor The Dark World. It's happening. We have to. We've got to talk about it. It'll probably be a shorter episode, but we're going to get to it. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> yeah, what do I know? Who, who knows? Um, Dell, it's funny, specifically said this was the week he wanted to, to skip was Thor The Dark World. He's like, you know what? Don't call me for that one. Can I volunteer for that too? Oh my god! Same nope, here. you got to do it, John. You you have to do it. I'm not feeling Rashawn, well all of next week. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. You're gonna be here, so we'll wrap this episode up of the MCU reviewed. We had a lot of fun. We hope you're having just as much fun listening did and we? watching our discussion. <laughs> yeah, we did, Rashawn. All of us, we did. We decided Listen, together you. that that's the current ranking. So I don't really understand what your your quarrel is because I also said at the very beginning that it was non divisive. So I don't understand why we're all getting bent out of shape here. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, I so when we get to Geek of our seventh anniversary next year, next May, uh, we're gonna have a lot of really good footage of Rashawn being like, "What? Yep. Are you serious? What? I, I cannot wait to put that sizzle reel together. It's gonna be oh great." My Lord. Where can we find y'all on social media so we can interact with this poll and with each other regarding the MCU? And what can you plug for the greater good of the Geekiverse? We're going to go to Rashawn first today. Rashawn, you did the snap. You get first honors. Uh, yeah, so uh, you can find me here on... Oh, I can't even concentrate. Uh, you can find me here on the Geekyverse uh, weekly doing the MCU Reviewed. Um, despite, you know, the shenanigans today, I have a lot of fun doing this show. This is awesome. I've always wanted to do this um, for reasons like this also. Uh, you can find me uh, bi-weekly on our gaming podcast, Geeks Got Game. You can find me on our monthly Disney Plus podcast, uh, Pluscast. And then outside of here, everything that we talk about with movies, games, all this stuff, find me right on Twitter, True King Zero. We do all, I do all of this stuff just in Twitter format. And then if you're into gaming and want to see some Twitch streams, uh, catch me at True King Zero on there as well. Um, I haven't streamed in about a week, week and a half, but you know, there's, there's stuff coming out. There's stuff that is going to be stealth dropping soon with all this gaming news that's going on. So we'll be, we'll be ramping it up soon. John, we just had a really fun episode of Geek Scott Game. Why don't you talk about that real quick? Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so yeah, today, the day of recording this was the same day that uh, the PS5 was revealed. So we just recorded an episode all about that. Spent a little over an hour talking about all of the uh, the nitty gritty, all the all the games and uh, the console. So that's, that was a fun episode. So definitely uh, tune in for that one. That's certainly live by the time this is going up. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Disruptoid. Same on Instagram. Uh, you're gonna see me uh, trying to promote this poll. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get some Iron Man three supporters to to make to make Rashawn waste that. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be searching Iron Man three, and I'm just gonna find people who I know like it based on hashtags, and I'm just gonna get their support. I'm just gonna campaign for it. We need Shane Black. If I have to, <laughs> if I have to pay for it, I will. I'll start. I'll, I'll look for people. I'll Venmo. I don't care. I'll I'll buy votes. I'm not above it. Not above it. She's not saying anything anymore. I, was, I just I have faith in people. Not above it. The people, the people know. You guys even admit you're in the minority. I I have I have the high ground as Obi Wan once. That said. is true. I did forget to mention that our, that our Twitter is at the underscore Geekiverse. Uh, by the time this goes live, you will still have time to vote in that poll. We're recording this on a Thursday. This goes live on a Monday. You'll have like a day and a half to to be able to vote on that. So tell your friends vote for Iron Man three. Listen, Iron Man three. It's happening. As my friend Korg once said, the revolution has begun. <laughs> It's happening. 
on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Josiah D. Leroy. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. I don't know if I want to take the John approach, which I think is bold, or if I uh, want to just stay out of it. But you can find me there, uh, the Geekiverse. We've got a lot of really good stuff going on, including two new shirts in our online merch store. Go to thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com to pick up our sixth anniversary limited edition t-shirt, as well as our brand new Marvel We Are Groot t-shirt. So those are available along with over 20 designs right now. In terms of shows, you can check me out on the shows that my friends Rashawn and John mentioned here. In addition, you can check out monthly DadCast, which is for gaming fathers. If you like video games, uh, you're a gaming father, this is the show for you. It's a lifestyle podcast dedicated to that uh, dynamic. We have someone from games media that you may recognize who will be on our next episode, so you can check that out in just a few weeks. Also, Walking Carpet if you like Star Wars. On the last episode, myself and Brian talked all about Episode Nine Easter eggs. So if you enjoyed Rise of Skywalker, if you didn't enjoy Rise of Skywalker, I recommend that you tune into that. Next week, Ladies and gentlemen, the clock is ticking. Go watch Thor The Dark World. We can't wait. uh, We can wait to talk about it. But we enjoy talking about everything MCU together. For Rashawn and John, I'm Josiah. This has been another wonderful week of the MCU Reviewed. We'll see you next week.